Hey, hey, welcome to church. Good morning. It's some good people here at church this morning. Thanks for coming today. I want to start, um, I want to start with a bet. I bet you if you and I sat down and talked about your week, I bet you we could learn something important about yourself. This is just a bet. I'm going to put it out there. My bet is, is if you really sat down and thought about what happened this week, what, some of the things that you did, and you, talked, you thought about some of the things that you liked about the week, some things you didn't, that if you thought about your week, you could learn something new about yourself. I don't care how old are you, you are. Like, no matter, no matter what, like, if there's students in the room, there's young people, there's, there's middle-aged, there's some of us older. No matter what, I'm just going to stop there. I'm going to stop. Don't go down that, that trail. I bet you if we sat down and, and talked about it over coffee, we could learn something new about yourself, something that you didn't like, something that you're good at, um, something that uh, made you angry, something made you sad, something that made you smile. And in that, we could kind of dig in on that a little bit and find out something that's unique about yourself. In fact, let's just do this. Since we can't sit down and have coffee, all of us, one-on-one, like we, let's, let's just, what did you learn about yourself this week? Think about what happened and how you responded to it. And don't just say, yeah, that made me mad. Why did it make you mad? Why did it make you, you know, why did it make you sad? Why, why okay, I was, I'm just tired. Why are you tired? You know what I mean? I think there's information that we can learn about ourselves. To give you an example, here's what I learned about me this week. And this is true. I, I've learned, this isn't new, this, this part isn't new, but I've learned that I really like to work with my hands. It's something I've known about myself for a long, long time. Which is kind of interesting because I have a job that doesn't, that's here that isn't working with my hands a lot. But we, ha- we bought this house recently in the last couple of years. It's a, it's a, it was a fixer-upper. This is what Christy and I do. And it, I'm, I'm literally, it's like we bought it like two and a half years ago, and we're still living on subflooring. Pray for my wife, please, because it's just, it's bad. Like, it's, it's, it's sad that it's still going on, but it's still going on. But one of the things that I learned is, like, I've got this cool mix right now where I get to do church work, and I get to do, uh, I get to work with my hands. I get to fix up my house. And one of the things that I learned this week is I have a really hard time shifting gears. I get in the groove on something in the morning, like working with my hands. And then I'm like, well, I should probably come over here. But I don't want to. I want to keep working at what I'm working at. And honestly, that's something that's fru- that frustrates me about myself. I wish that I could shift gears, but I'm like this, like I get, when I get in the groove, I just can't shift gears. And, and that was like something I was wrestling with myself this week. Man, why can't I just shift gears? But I've learned something about myself. And he, here's why I'm pushing on this, okay? Here's what I believe. I believe that every day, every week, every, you know, every season of life, we get clues. There are clues in your life and in mine, including this week, as to who you are, and since this is church, I'll, I'll bring it into to the discussion, who God made you to be. And, and, and who God made you uniquely to be. 
And I, I, I believe that if you stopped and you thought about it, you prayed about it, you, you, you kind of reflected on your week, you could learn something new about your unique self. We're in a new series. We're kicking it off today. And this is a series all about calling. And the idea of personal calling, that, that each and every one of us has a calling. And just, just to kind of set the record straight, I want to put the put it, you know, like what a calling is, put that 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 definition on the board. Your calling is a strong inner impulse towards a particular course, especially when accompanied accompanied by a conviction of divine influence. Okay, so your calling is 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 a strong inner impulse towards something. And we've we've all felt, even if you would say, like, like regardless of the fact, if I said if I went around and, and handed you the mic and said, hey, what's your calling? Regardless of of whether or not you could like well, here's my mission statement. It's on my, you know, I, I actually have a business card with my calling on it, like written down. Like probably nobody has that. If you do, that would be very impressive. But regardless of, like, even if you you kind of resist it at first, like, no, I'd like to pass on this. I'd like to pass the mic on this one because I'm not sure of what my calling is. I, I want you to know something. There's some you know things about yourself that are are are, are steps towards your calling. You know some strong inner impulses towards a particular course. And and the reason that I believe this is is because I think there's clues everywhere. I believe that that things happen this week that help us give us insight into our calling. If we, if we would stop long enough to pay attention to them, there's clues, there's little nuggets that if we thought stopped and we thought about them, would help us inform what it is we're called to do. But see, calling, calling's a sticky word. And I wrestled with this a lot. I've been, I've been preparing this sermon series for about a month. I've had it in my mind. I want to talk about this next because calling's important. And on one side, I had this idea of like, yeah, calling's important, but it's also really sticky. Some of you, some of you are, are not all that comfortable with this idea of like, like I, I, I never liked the word calling because it, it's intimidating. Right? Can we all agree? It's, it, it can be really ambiguous, this idea of calling. Like, it's just something that's really hard to put your finger on or to get a grasp of. Like, yes, it's something you've heard of. Maybe it's something that you've even been drawn to. Like, yes, I'd love to live my life with a sense of calling. But what does that even mean? It's ambiguous. It's ethereal. And there's even men in the room that are like, ah, just don't get into that kind of stuff. You just do a hard day's work. You go home, you eat, you go to bed, and then you go do it the next day. And there's something to be said for that, working hard. But this idea of calling, it can be, it can be, it can, it can, it can, like, flare uncertainties, insecurities in us even. Like, I, I know there's people around me that I see that have calling. I've never had that sense, and that's difficult for you. And yet I've decided that I want to open this can of worms. I want to talk about calling. I want to I want to zero in on it. I want to center in on this idea of calling, this sense of inner strong inner impulse towards something particular. 
especially when, especially when it comes and is accompanied by a conviction of divine was influence. And here's the reason why I, I believe that we should zero in on this is I do believe that God has called you to something. I do believe that God has called you to particular things in life. That when he was making you, he was like, oh my goodness, I, I'm glad I'm making Mary this way so that she can fill the blank. It's up to us to figure out how to fill in that blank. It's worth talking about because what if that's true? That we are made for something. That we are specifically made for something. But putting all God talk aside for just even a second, here's the thing. Here's the, I believe that we should talk about this. Like, like I believe that talking about calling is, is good because it's better on the other side for one reason. And it's just this, this, this simple word. Purpose. Even if you're not sure if you believe that God cre- you know, like created the world or the, what role God is playing in your life, that you, you know, or even if you, I know that the idea of like, the idea that you were created for something specific, you'd be like, I'm not sure about that. Here's, even, even if that's true, this is what I know about you. You still want a life of purpose. You still long, there's a longing, all of us long to come to the end of our life and say, this is what it was about. This is what, what I'm about. To find, like, all of us want to come to the end of our lives and say, to, say be able to say, I found what I was, like, made to do. It was like I was made to do this, and I did a lot of it. I get to talk to a lot of people doing what I do. It's kind of, I think it's part of who God made me to be as well as part of my calling is I get just to talk with people. And I get to talk to students and, and, and talk with them about what they want to do in life. And I get to talk to adults and people in the middle age, my age. And then I get to talk to people who are older, in, like past the middle age. And here's one thing that's never come up in conversation with people who are like in their, my age or older. I've never ever ran into somebody who's just said, well, no, let me start this way. I ran into a lot of people in my age or older, they're like, they're just, they're kind of rethinking life. Call it a midlife crisis, call it, you know, just like a reassessment, right? Where they're taking stock, and a lot of times they'll be like, man, I've done a lot of cool things. My career's taken off, I've, I've been able to have kids, and, and, but you know, in this next period of my life, what I want most is I want to do something that's meaningful, I've had that conversation quite a few times, both with students, everywhere from students to, to, but like there are people who have like later in life, they're like, man, I've done a lot of cool stuff. And people from the outside looking in would say, gosh, you've gotten to do a lot of great stuff, but I, but I want to transition into something more meaningful. That's a really common conversation. Here's a conversation I've never had with somebody my age or older. You know, I've been doing meaningful things my whole life. I'm just kind of sick of it. I, I wish I could do things that are more meaningless. Said no one ever. 
to me or anybody else. Like, like, like yes, I've talked, to, I've talked to people who are doing meaningful things, and they're burned out. They've become jaded, and they're like, I just would love to take a break maybe, you know. But the, the reality is they don't want, to, they, they don't want to, to somehow jettison all the meaningful things that they've done in their life and get rid of them. Think about that. No one would ever do that. Why? Because regardless of what you believe about yourself and God and, and the world, we all long to have purpose. I was going to bring up the, the psychologist Eric Erickson and, and talk about he's got like these different phases of life that start with like when we're 10 years old and we're youth and then we're getting our 20s and this is what we're longing for in our 20s and then we get... In our four, thirties and forties, we're longing for for this type of thing, and then when we get to the you know forties, fifties, sixties, somewhere in there, we long for like this this impact. And I forget the phrase; it, I really should have looked it up better. Yes, Chris Donoff, ladies and gentlemen, give her a round. generativity like this. This what it's like this idea that that like like I have like generational like a legacy. This is Eric Erickson. This is like, like, like one of the you know, founding fathers of psychology. All God aside, put all God aside just for a second. Regardless of, of what you believe, who you are, all of us will end up into a place where we'll get to a point in our life, some of us sooner than later. Does this matter? Like, yet, what's the purpose? I want and, and, and a longing for what we did to last longer than we will last. And, and the reason I want to talk about calling is, is the reason I want to talk about calling is I want us to, I want to save us the, the hassle, the headache. I want to save students the hassle and headache of, of getting, to what, getting to 60 years old and be like, oh, crap. What, what have I really done? What if we could catch that early? And if you are later in life and you're in that 60s and you're thinking, what is my legacy? This is a perfect series for you to be in as we talk about Okay, what is your calling, that inner impulse towards some particular course? What is that calling, and how could we chase it together? I want to start by talking about what calling is. So we talk about calling is. I want to talk about what calling is not. Okay? Calling is not a passion. I, I think our passions... Are, are things that can help us inform our callings, but they are not our callings in ourselves. You know what else is not a calling? Your hobbies. Your hobbies are not a calling. I was just talking to, to Christy about this last night. Like, and and this, is, this is interesting. When, you, when you're young and you're in your 20s, you're like, and I'll tell you a story about when I was in my 20s. I, was ch I chased a hobby for a while and where it took me. And it was okay, and it wasn't like this horror story. But, like, this, honestly, like, sometimes our calling, like, sometimes, um, I lost my track. I lost my thoughts. What was it talking about? Yeah, hobbies. Hobbies. So sometimes when we, like, sometimes they're like, oh, I really like this, so I'm going to do it all the time. This is what I'm made to do. And Christy's like, yeah, sometimes when we do that, it's almost like just, just, be, just because you find somebody interesting doesn't mean you should marry them. I was like, yeah, that's true. Right? And it's just because you enjoy an activity doesn't mean that's what you were made to do. But it can inform what you're calling. But that's not necessarily your calling. Your, your calling is, here's another thing that your calling is not. Your calling is not a race. 
you don't get points for finding your calling first. In fact, call, you're fi- finding our calling is less like the Olympics, you know, and, and, and the, the first three people who get to their calling get a prize and the rest of them go home, you know, sad. It's less like the Olympics and more like Wordle. Yes, I just said Wordle. I, I honestly, like, like, have you guys, it, it, some of you know, yeah, I'm, getting, yeah, I'm getting some of this and I'm getting some of this. I'm going to explain what Wordle is. And to explain Wordle, we're going to play Wordle right now. Go ahead, Trevor, pull that up. Wordle is it's this game that came out, I think, like a year ago. It's, um, it's a daily word game where players have six guesses to find a five-letter word for the day. You already guessed a word? Oh, you weren't supposed to do that, bro. That like, okay, so here's the deal. We're going to play Wordle. This is today's Wordle. If you haven't played today's Wordle and you're disappointed that I'm playing the, 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 the game Wordle and I'm going to ruin it for you, go to the bathroom and play Wordle there. That's where 90% of Americans play Wordle, I swear, every day anyway. So, so, so we're going to play Wordle today, but this is going to be interesting because I, I was planning to go a different route. Um, so, so, so this is a five-letter word that Trevor just guessed, track. The three, the two bra- uh, gray letters means that there is no T and there is no R in this word, but there is an A, there is a C, and there is a K. Hang with me here, okay? But though, because they're yellow, it means they're in the wrong place. Do me a favor, Trevor, type in the word clean. Okay, so we know there's also a C. Oh, no, we, they actually just learned nothing. We just learned nothing. And sometimes, isn't that true in life? That sometimes we do something and we learn nothing. It feels like we learn nothing. Hang on to that for a second. Yeah, we, so we, we now know we don't have a T, we don't have an R, we don't have an L, we don't have E, do we have an N, okay? Type in the word, see, this isn't going to work, but we're going to go with it anyway. Bear with me here. Type in the word champ. This is what I did this morning. I typed in the word, first, the first word I typed in this morning was grout. Zero anything. It was all gray. It was all like, you know, like all the gray. I got none of it right. Then I typed in the word clean. Then I typed in the word champ, which was a total mistake. Can you see the mistake? I already knew that the C was not in the right place. Okay? But then I was able to, and you're going to think I'm brilliant here in a second, especially if you haven't played this game, type in the word wacky. I swear I did this this morning. Wacky. W-A-C-K-Y. Look at that. Thank you. Thank you very much. But yeah, so, that, so go ahead and click that off there. Okay, so, so here's the deal. Here's, here's, I want to pull some parallels from the game Wordle here for a second. Because when it comes to our calling... Honestly, our calling is like the game Wordle in that you're always closer than you think. Like, this happens all the time if you've played this game, like, where you feel like you have no clues, and then all of a sudden you type in wacky, and it's all right. And everybody just look at me. <laughs> you guys are laughing. The kids are laughing out here in the front row. Here's, everybody look at me. I say this kind of stuff to you all the time, but it's, it's important. When it comes to the idea of calling, I, I, I say this to when it comes to believing in God, trusting God, when it, when it comes to, to but it's, even when calling, when it comes to calling, I believe you're closer than you think. You're closer to your calling 
than you think you are. Even if it feels like you're like, I don't know what I'm made for. I don't, I don't like talking about this. It's intimidating to me. It brings out insecurities in me. I just want you to know I think you are closer than you think. Because you've got more, because, again, going back to the beginning, the clues that you and I have, you and I have clues. God is gracious to us enough that he gives things in our lives, where enough information in our lives, where, where we have more information than we think. And just because we don't know exactly where, where we stand doesn't mean we're not close to getting there. Just like in this game. The second thing I want to point out is your calling is kind of like Wordle in that finding the wrong letters is basically as, as good as finding the right ones. It, finding the wrong letter, like in this game, finding the, like, like, like I typed in grout this morning, not track, Trevor, thank you for that, that's okay. I typed in grout, none of those were right. None of those words were right. And yet, and yet, like eliminating things is almost as important as, as finding the right things. Students, here's the, here's the thing. When you go to college, if you go to college, if that's your path, what's the stat? It's like you change your major like five. The average person changes their major in college five times. You know what that is? That's Wordle. That's trying different letters that don't work. And every time you change it, you're going to, this is really important. I, I'm serious. Students, it, it, when you try something and it doesn't work, it can feel really bad. And the reality is, is you just learned something that you're not, and that's almost as important as learning something that you are. Adults, am I right? Like, like we, you can, we can be so hard on ourselves. In your, in your 20s, I was really hard on myself in my 20s. Because I, I was like, man, I, I, I can't figure this out. I can't get this right. I'll give you an example. When I was uh, 20, in my 20s, um, I was a youth pastor. And I, I, I really liked being a youth pastor, but I really also wanted to be a fly fishing guide. Like, it was like... I was holding these two things in tension because I was like, God, I know you've called me to minister to the youth in this area, but man, would I love to be a fly fishing guide. And what's, I want to I I tell, tell you something cool about God. Sometimes God says to us, okay, go chase that. Go try that. Go figure that out and see what, what happens and see where it takes you. And here's what happened when I became a, I actually became a fly fishing guide. I worked for the Blue Cool Angler here in town, and I worked for, for a few summers. You, yeah, you can go back to the presentation. You, um, we, I, I, I was a fly fishing guide, and he, every summer I was, like, stoked at the beginning of the summer to do, you know, to take people fishing and, and take people in the outdoors, and, and, and I would take them out. And I was also, I'd be, I was, like, working two full-time jobs. I was a fly fishing guide and a youth pastor at the same time. And the church understood that. They couldn't pay me much. So they're like, this is good because you can make money, blah, blah, blah. At the beginning of summer, I was always stoked to, to, to go into, you know, take people fishing. By the end of the summer, guess what? I was, I, I was, I was ready to get back to just focusing on being a youth pastor. And, and God was gracious to me and just allowing me to like, hey, I want you to go check that out. I want you to play those letters, those wordle letters, and see if they fit, Josh. And they didn't. But here's the other cool thing. While I was doing this thing that I wasn't, this, the, like fly fishing is, is a part of, a, is, is something I could say I'm called to, but not nearly as much as other things, I learned something really important. 
I learned that this word guide is really important to me. You know what I learned about myself during that process? I love to watch people say, wow. Wow. Wow, wow, look at those mountains. Wow, this stream, this, the, the trees are changing colors. Wow, look at this giant trout that I just caught. I loved, and that was guiding, is just day in and day out, people saying, wow, at what I took them to do. And then I was like, no, God, that, thank you for teaching me that. Like, th that was a part to the puzzle. I, I, I like to do that in the outdoors. I still do that in the outdoors. But you know what the biggest wow that I love to hear people say? It's right here in this room. It happens all the time where people can say, God, wow. Wow, you have something for my life. You're calling me towards something. Wow. And that's, like, this word guide has helped inform my calling. And, and it's just, the, what's it for you? The same story is going on for you. You're learning something that's a dead, even from the dead ends in your life, you're learning, like, no, that's not it. But there's something there that God can teach you about what, what is it. And you can take it that way. Here's another thing we can learn from Wordle. And yes, by the way, I need to pause for a second. This isn't much of a sermon. I'm going to talk more about Wordle than the Word of God this morning. I apologize. I do this every once in a while when I'm setting up a sermon series. Next week we'll dive into Scripture more. There's a really cool verse that I want us to really camp on at the end of this this morning. But bear with me in the Wordle thing for a second. Here's the other thing about Wordle. Um, people who find it quickly are basically lucky. In Wordle, you can put in all these different letters, and like, here, go ahead and show show that show the slide right here. This is this is one Wordle from a couple weeks ago. The one on the left is my sister, and the one on the right is me. Isn't that hilarious? I wailed on her, but she got so much right at first. And and sometimes like we can look at people who are getting so much right. In life, like, oh, I wish I could be them. And then they still are stuck because they're trying to figure out the last little piece of the puzzle. It just takes time, you know? And then here's the other thing. The people who get it right on the second guess, this is like, I think this is the only time I got it right on the second guess. How lucky was I? The people who get it right early in life, they're just lucky. Honestly, the people who find their calling early in life, they, they just, they, you just have to applaud them and say, don't not compare yourself to them. Because some people find it early, but a lot of us, it takes a little bit of time. It takes some guessing. And that's okay. Here's the last thing, the last point that I want to bring from Wordle. You will never solve anything without trying something. When it comes to our calling, you'll never find it if you don't try it. If you stop playing letters in Wordle, you'll never solve it for the day, and the day will expire, and then it will go on, which is no big deal because it's a game. But in life, how sad is it? And I can't think of, of there's an unplayed Wordle game when it comes to our calling is one of the most tragic things in life, I think. For us, for you, for me, to, to go through your life and, and not pursue this idea that God has maybe created you for something, to not pursue it, to just kind of like, ah, I don't know. You know what it's like? It's like receiving a gift from God and never opening it because it's challenging, because it's too hard, because it, it causes you to be insecure. But, 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 but that doesn't have to be our story. What if, what if God created you for something 
and you could discover what that is and, and what fulfillment what you, might you find in the process. Here's our verse for today and really for this series as a whole. And then we're, we're almost done. It's Ephesians 4, chapter 1. This is Paul writing to his friends. He writes this. Go ahead and put that up, Trevor. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Paul's writing, he says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you, I beg you, I plead with you. You have this thing. You have a calling on your life. God made you uniquely. And I urge you, I, I, I plead with you to live a life worthy of that calling. And I love this. I love this because Paul's not afraid to flex sometimes. Did you catch the flex in this? Did you catch him kind of like, like, oh, by the way, as you're thinking about your calling, as a prisoner for the Lord, <laughs> he's, saying, he's saying, I'm a person who understands I have a calling, and guess what? My calling has cost me something. I'm, if you know Paul's backstory, he's, he's talking about, a lot of his letters are talking about this, because a lot of his letters, when he, when he was writing them, he was in jail, he was in prison for what? Living out his calling. His calling, and this is important, we're going to talk about this in a couple weeks. Your calling will get you into trouble someday. Your, your calling will cost you something. If you, like a lot of times we, we shy away from our calling because, because we feel like, it's like, man, this doesn't feel right. This is, this, is, this is difficult. And Paul would say, yeah, yeah, you need to push through that. As a prisoner for the Lord then. I urge you to live a, call, a life worthy of the calling that you received. I want that for me. I want that for you. I want that for us, for each and every one of us to come to the end of our lives and say, I didn't, I, you know, it took me some time. I didn't get it right away, and there's probably still some things that I don't understand when it comes to me and God and, and, and how to live out my calling. But I did my best to live a life worthy of the calling I received. In fact, just, just close your eyes for a second. Close your eyes. Everybody, close your eyes. You've come to the end of your life. It's done. Like, like you, physically, you're spent. Let's, let's just say for, for, the, for the sake of argument, you've been able to live a long life. And, and physically, your, your health is fading. If you've had kids, they're grown up, they're living their own lives. You know, you had, maybe you had a career and it was good, but that career no longer exists. Nobody's calling you anymore to, for, to help because it's done. Your life is done. It, it's fading. It's, it's on its last leg. But you are able to say to yourself and to others, I, with confidence, have lived a life worthy of the calling that I've received. It's pretty good, isn't it? You can open your eyes. I want that for you. God, I hope that that's my story as well. And we'll talk about in the weeks to come what it'll take to get there and, 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 and how, how much it might cost us to do it. But it's worth it. But just in closing, here's a couple questions for you. 
What if there's a calling on your life? On your life? What if there's something specifically God created you to do? And what if you could figure out a way to, to find out what that is? What would it take? What would it, what would it take? Are you willing to do what it takes to figure that out? What might it look like at the end? And, and, and even, and this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back to this next week when we come together again. What might you be able to learn this week about your calling? Because I believe that there's clues everywhere. I believe that God is constantly in communication with us, showing us things. And a lot of times what's hard about it is it's showing us the things that don't fit. And those are just as powerful as the things that do. But what might happen? What might you be able to see and learn this week? The goal for this series is really simple. For us to be on the lookout for the next letter in our wordle. The next clue in your calling. I want you to be fiercely on the lookout for it. Starting today. Let's pray. God, I thank you for glimpses, even just small glimpses where we get to see into this is, what, this is what it might be like. God, I thank you for the intention. Look, you're the God of the universe. This universe is bigger than we will ever know, and yet you're a God of, of, of the small and the, the, the minute as well. And you've, I believe, Lord, that you made us uniquely us. Not for our glory, but for yours. And I pray that, that for your glory, Lord, we would do what it takes, each and every one of us. No one can do it for us. Step into, pay attention to, fight for our calling and what it means to live out a sense of calling to you. Would you help us take steps towards that even today? pray all this in your name. Amen. Let's stand and sing.